Are you struggling to balance your modern life and your faith? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Legacy Dads Podcast with Lance and Dante, offering biblical-based wisdom and that weekly dose of what truly works in men's lives. The Legacy Dads Podcast, real men, authentic faith. Here are your hosts of the Legacy Dads Podcast. They're authentic, transparent, and not always politically correct. Lance and Dante. Hey guys, welcome to Legacy Dads. My name is Lance, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Dante. How you doing, brother? I'm doing really well, Lance. How about you? Hey, uh, oh, it's like 80 degrees here today. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we were above 40, though, so we're, we're getting there. Yeah, that's good. That's good news for you guys. Huh? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, hey, uh, I, uh, before, you know, we could talk all night, but I want to I want to get to the point, and we've got some special guests in the house tonight, and uh, I want to introduce all of our Legacy Dad listeners to Brandon and Taylor from Brothers of Merit. How you guys doing? Doing good, Lance. Doing good, Dante. How you guys doing? Yeah, what's up? We're doing great. Um, so what we really wanted to do is just kind of, uh, we've been reaching out and talking to a lot of other uh, men who are just really on the same mission and uh, really trying to hit at the problem from different angles. And we ran into Brandon and Taylor on Instagram and they were like, hey, we need to do a podcast and just kind of uh, just kind of chop it up and, and, and uh you know, introduce ourselves to uh, their listeners and our listeners and whatnot. So that's what we're just going to do tonight. And so I want to I want to spend as little time with me and Dante talking as possible, which I know that's hard, Dante. But uh, well, I'll get over it. We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be okay. So um, I'll let you guys. Whoever wants to go first, Brandon and Taylor, just uh, kind of if you could give us kind of your background. I know you know Brandon, you're a firefighter. Um, and and you served. You were in the you're in the well. You were in the Army National Guard. Then you you're in the Air Force National Guard, right? Or the Air National Guard, right? Now, correct. Yes, yeah. Sir. And I I think so. When I was when I was listening, I listened to your first podcast and kind of your background, and it sounded really similar to mine because uh, a li- I mean a little bit different. I grew up in the church, but I had this period where I was an atheist, and I kind of just I just wanted nothing to do with God and religion and all that. Um, and then later on in life kind of came back to the faith. And when I kind of, I read your background and your story, I was like, wow, that sounds kind of similar, you know, to mine. But if you could, for the listeners, just give us like, what, what was your background and kind of how did you get to where you're at right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So basically it started, um, you know, my mother died when I was seven, the breast cancer. And before that, she was the one who took us, my brother and I to church. And we were baptized Catholics. We went to Catholic school, well, Catholic Sunday school, and then Catholic church. And then CCD, when she died, yeah, I survived CCD too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so when she passed, you know, kind of went through the typical, um, you know, angry at God, and you don't know what to do. And I was so young at that time, and I couldn't take myself to church. I couldn't, you know, do things like that. So, yeah. my father was a full time firefighter as well. So he worked twenty four hour shifts every other day. So he was never really around. Yeah. So I just went throughout life, you know, I was, I guess you could say I was an atheist, you know, I I thought, you know, there was something, you know, a higher power, but I just didn't want to believe because I still, you know, harbored that, you know, pain inside and anger of God. So, you know, fast forward, I guess at that point, uh, 22 or 23 years, and I was a 20, because I'm going to turn 28, so I was 24, 25, and I've been married now for seven years, we have two kids, I've been away for 10 years total, and I just... I felt a lack in being the spiritual leader of my household, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, my wife grew up um, basically in the church. I have an amazing uh, mother and father-in-law, and they uh, they just inspired me, especially my father-in-law. He's just an amazing man in his community, how he serves God, how he serves his family. 
And I just I idolized that. So I wanted to bring myself closer to God. And I was going through a rough patch with, you know, just typical, you know, depression, the things that you see in a lot. Honestly, when you look at people that do not have either a higher power, whatever that may be, they, they run into that. So I, uh, you know, I talked to my wife and I started going to church. And since then, I've just been saved. You know, my walk with Christ is just great every single day that I wake up. And Taylor has been a huge role in that. He's been one of my main disciples that I've looked up to for the past three years. He's just an amazing, humbled man. And you'll hear from him, but he grew up in a Christian family. So when you look, when I look at somebody my age that I want to inspire to be Christ, like Taylor is that man. So when we started Brothers of Merit, um, I started it in December of 18. So only about three, four months ago. Yeah. And I did it for about two weeks. And I looked at Taylor and said, because he's been my best friend since I moved to where I did. And I said, dude, I need you to do this with me because there's no one else that I really imagined could help me do what I was trying to do. Um, than him. So we joined together and basically our mission is to inspire other men to seek brotherhood through Christ. And we just, I had a men's retreat weekend with a church last year. It was on in October. And in November, we started a group of our brothers that we put together for accountability purposes and to really be vulnerable and open up. And I went to him a couple weeks in and said, guys, I think I want to start a podcast because I see a lot of things out there about being a Christian man and manhood and masculinity. But what Taylor and I always saw was a lack of brotherhood. We never really saw how to connect the, connect the two, whether it would be Christ and what men do you know, with Christ. We saw that void. So Taylor and I got together, and here we are now four months later, just loving every minute of it. And this has been our passion. This is what we feel our calling has been. So um, all we know, with all through that, you kind of hit on with my military, and I'm a career firefighter, and I was in the Army as a crew chief on a Black Hawk, and then I recently transitioned to the Air Force as a firefighter, which— my ultimate goal is to be an RAA, which is a religious affairs airman. Yep, yep. Which that's that's my ultimate goal. But yeah, that's my life in a nutshell, and you know, three minutes. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And 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 Taylor, I know I read a little bit about your background too. You were kind of you know you you've been a Christian your whole life. You grew up in Lancaster, and you went to did you go to Lancaster Bible as well? I sure did. <clears throat> yep, Men, yep. Mennonite High School. Where, where'd you go? <laughs> No, so I actually grew up in Carroll County here in Maryland. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, and then I and then I decided to, I guess, transplant myself into Mennonite culture. Um, we turned our own butter and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our inside of the dorm rooms, and it was it was. Yeah, hey, I love the apple butter up there. By the way, that's good. Stuff. Yeah, it's good. So good. <laughs> I want some of that. Hey, don't do that to me right now, guys. Come on, come on. So yeah, Taylor, give us a little bit. Uh, what was your background and and. Um, and, and, you know, how did you kind of eventually get involved with Brandon and, and you guys get on this journey with Brothers of Merit? Yeah, definitely. Um, so like he said, I grew up in a Christian home, which I mean, I feel like part of it is like the typical like kind of cookie cutter, you know, testimony or whatever. Grew up in a Christian home, accepted Christ when I was five because I didn't want to go to hell because that was like the sermon that was given that day or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so it was like fire insurance at that point. Yeah. Um, and, turn or uh, burn, baby. Turn or burn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it scared the scared the hell right out of me. So um, I uh, accepted Christ when I was five and then whatever. And then my faith became my own when I was in high school. And it's I don't know, like my, my come to, my come to Jesus moment, my like, you know, that classic testimony, like part of it is, uh, is it has nothing to do with like a youth retreat or anything like that. I was literally like, there was one day that, um, sports have always been like my, 
life, yeah. specifically soccer. Um, it was everything to me. It was like my identity was everything that I was wrapped up in when I was younger. Um, and so basically all I would ever do was just play on as many soccer teams as I possibly could with mm-hmm. my best friends. And that was, that was life. Um, and then there was one day that, um, I, I had a game, um, and it was an indoor game. It was like a game that didn't even matter. It was like a little rec league game. And I was with my best friends and we were playing and, um, I, uh, there was a, there was a guy, there was like a tackle that happened and a, a guy like boarded a girl to, on our team. It was a co-ed league. And so I like went and like threw him into the wall. I got red carded and I don't know, God like hit me on my ride home. I was like this little like 16 year old kid or whatever, driving mm-hmm. home by myself. And he just like hit me upside the head with a brick and was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you living? Like, is that, if that's your response, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so I remember like sobbing my eyes out on driving down the road and then I like called and ironically, like where we are now, it, I called one of my best friends and it was like, Hey, let's do this together. Like, let's, let's do this thing. Let's try to live for Christ like together. And mm-hmm. I need your help th- with it and everything. And so I've been fortunate enough to have brotherhood with me through, from the beginning, uh, I had a group of friends that were influential in my walk, and um, that's kind of where it all started. Again, like you said, then I went to Lancaster Bible College, and uh, yeah, I mean, I continued to grow there. I mean, it was a Bible college community and all that stuff, um, but continued to grow there. Loved my time there. Got closer to the Lord. Uh, got married right out of school. Uh, then we got pregnant. So then we decided to move back home to Maryland. Um, and the, again, I love sports. We lived in Maryland where I wanted to work was Under Armour. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I found a job there and I've been doing that ever since we have two little girls now. And like I said, I mean, brotherhood has been huge for me and my whole, in my whole like journey of being a believer and understanding like what that really meant. So when Brandon came to me and, and said that, I was like, yeah, I'm in a hundred percent. Like that's that other people need this. Um, and so there's a lot more to it, but I guess that's again, three minutes, maybe four minutes, probably too long. I rambled. Sorry, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, so let me ask you guys, because Dante and I've done some podcasts about this and we've been talking about this as well, where, um, there seems to be, I think, I think people men's ministry, has kind of gotten uh, – there's a lot more guys getting into it now and realizing, hey, I need to do this. I need to do accountability and all that type of stuff. But you know, you you, mentioned, you guys mentioned something in the beginning about the brotherhood piece uh, is not really there. So can you guys kind of expound on that a little bit and say, you know, what do you mean when you when you say like, hey, the brotherhood piece is kind of missing from men's ministry? Uh, you know, what what is that? And then, you know, what has God really laid on your guys' hearts uh, with yep. this ministry? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, plain and simple, I think when you look at a church for men's ministry, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's that's kind of a gap. A lot of times when you see like men's ministry, it's oftentimes like a small group that is just men is maybe about as deep as it gets. Or there's a men's breakfast, or like a beast beast, and once a quarter, and every once in a while, if a church is really killing it, they'll have a retreat, um, and that's about as much as like the men's get together ministry is because guys are scared to be vulnerable and guys don't want to yeah, like, yeah. it's like, Hey, let's, let's group. get, let's get together and talk about sports or whatever, but, but not yeah. address any real issues type of deal. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll come if there's, as long as there's bacon, I'll be there, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. here to, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and unless like their wives drag them 
to something and then eventually they maybe try to start to open up and so i've seen that modeled um some of my best friends that that same group actually from when i was in high school their dads were best friends and they had what they called the covet the covenant group so they Mm -hmm. called it the cove group um and it was a group of six or seven guys that when they were around our age um a little earlier they were in the early 20s they decided like hey we're all having kids we're all married like we need to we need to band together and we need to do this thing right. And so they started this cove group. They literally like drafted up a covenant that they wrote and they were like, this is how we're going to be in each other's lives. This is the questions we're going to ask each other. We're going to commit to reading scripture and doing studies together and serving together. And, um, and they committed to, to just being in basically a super hardcore Bible study and just committing to being in each other's lives. And that I came into that, 25 down, years down the road when they had when their kids were all grown and I was in high school and everything mm-hmm. um, I guess 15 years but you know um, and uh, they I mean they still went they, none of them lived in the same state and they still vacationed together every single year and they were you know super super tight and it was just like oh these are some great friends but then one of the one of the guys passed away unexpectedly of a stroke mm-hmm. and so that's when things got when you saw the value of that group from the outside really take shape and so at his funeral, they, the way that they laid it out was um, the people that came up to speak was like Doug, the firefighter, Doug, the father and his kids spoke, Doug, the Doug, the elder at the church and other other leaders spoke about him. And then they said, just said, Doug, the friend mm-hmm. and his cove group all got up there and they all flew in from wherever, like they weren't going to miss this. Mm-hmm. And they all stood up there and they just talked about what it meant to be in each other's lives for the past 20 years and know each other as intimately and as uh, holding each other accountable as they did. Um, and that was just a super powerful image and you know, whatever. So fast forward a couple years, his daughter then gets married and at their, at her first dance that's supposed to be with her dad, her dad's passed on, her passed away at this point. Yeah. Um, she danced to, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And she danced with her three brothers she switched like every you know two minutes and then she danced with his best friend from the cove group wow and it was i mean that just to like witness that it was like that's that's what i want like that's the brotherhood that you don't just get from going to breakfast once every three months with a guy that's what you get when you're opening up the word and you have a well-worn bible with a group of guys um and being in each other's lives and that brotherhood from going through adversity and i mean that's so that's what we're super passionate about getting people fired up about and getting people involved in. So, so I'll, I'll let you and Dante, if you want to jump in here anytime you can too, but so the, the question we've been trying to, to crack is how do you, I mean, that, that, I mean, you guys are on the same track as we are, but when I, when I led men's ministry and Dante's, uh, you know, when, with his men's ministry right now, we're trying to figure out is really, how do you get past that superficiality to really, honestly doing life together. And, and like you're saying, I love what you guys are saying. It's like, Hey, I got brothers all over. They may live all over the world, but if I need them, I can, I can get on the phone and they'll, somebody will get on a plane and come, you know, help me if I need it. I mean, they really are like family. Um, and, and we've been trying to crack the code. I mean, how do you, how do you do that at a, at a, a local church level? Um, you know, what do you guys got any ideas on that or what, or is that kind of where you guys are driving towards or what do you think? So, yeah, I kind of got an idea on that. So what I did with our group when I put it together was I didn't go 
through the church. So I know you mentioned there, like your local church and all. So the, the group that I put together of us men, I pulled us together and I and basically told them like, hey, this is not a small group and this is not through the church. This mm-hmm. is on our own. You know, there is slight structure in like what we do. There has to be some structure for men because we'll go off on a tantrum um, and we'll start talking about sports all day. And so, you know, we have our praying in, our praying out, and we call it a bomber week where it's your week to share what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, it goes around to each person and they, you know, get into it with you and they talk about it. So what our kind of thing was, was breaking the ice, which was really like, you know, being vulnerable. And that was huge for us, which was getting that group to realize, hey, this is not just a church small group. Like it's okay to open up about things that you wouldn't typically talk about in the sanctuary, Mm -hmm. in the four walls of the church. And getting that through uh, uh, alpha male's head is paramount to having success in, in the realm of what we're trying to achieve, which is brotherhoods, you know, through Christ. So for us, I know the success that we've seen, you know, it's actually funny that we're having this conversation is because within the past two weeks, you know, we've hit some adversity within our group that we haven't hit before. And that has actually, I believe, strengthened us. And we're still, you know, going through it. But it's things that, you know, typically people go to church and they always put on the happy face. Everything's, you know, happy, go lucky and everything's fine and copacetic. But in reality, it's not. Well, our group now is hitting adversity where everything is not fine and people are actually being truthful and we're showing ourselves that, you know, even though we follow God, we're still human beings. We still have issues and there's things that we need to talk about and hash out that men need to talk about. So that's what I think, you know, Taylor can weigh in probably a little more, but that's one thing that I've seen was the vulnerability and to making them realize that this is not a structured small group that we all come to know. This is a brotherhood to really you know, get deeper into what we want to know about each other. So Taylor, I don't know if you want to hit on anything else. Yeah. And I think kind of, it's going to sound like I'm contradicting that point, but I'm not like, but one of the main things that we've seen be crucial to the quote unquote success of that is making sure that you're upfront with what this group is and what this group isn't. Yeah. Like we're, we're a group of guys who are here intentionally to not just get away from our wives on Tuesday night because we need a break. We're not just here to talk about the game and we're not just here to be another Bible study, even as great as that could sound. Like we're here to be in each other's lives and we're, and it's expected that we're going to be intentional and we're going to ask hard questions. We're going to um, say the things that don't want to be heard, but need to be said. Um, one of the things that we say at the beginning of, or that we've like said when we set this whole thing up was that right there saying what needs to be um hurt needs to be heard not necessarily wants to be heard yeah is is a an expectation not just highly encouraged like that's what's expected of part of being in this group and so it's laying that out at the very beginning um because how how long did it take to you know to get into that where you're laying it out there and obviously it sounds like you guys started the the process as far as being vulnerable but at what point would you say that like trust began or is this something that's just been evolving over time so it kind of evolved over time slightly. So here's the, so this group actually started off as a couple small group like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And so the only time we ever got to bond really as, as men was with, you know, we love our wives, but they were always around. It was in a church setting with our wives around. So the bonding kind of started that way, but we never dug deep into it until this group actually started. And then I would say probably three to four months into the group actually, you know, quote unquote, starting and us getting together each week. That's when we really started to break the ice into each other's 
like hard things to talk about things. And like I said, that's when you, the adversity has come up, things like that. And it's because, you know, we're, we're testing the boundaries of each other that we haven't tested before because we're actually starting to get to that point. You know what I mean? So we kind of already knew of each other and each other, obviously for two and a half years before we started, we were already friends, but we just started digging deeper. Mm. That's good. That's really good. And like how many in this group that you guys have, like how many guys are there? Um, yeah, so we actually have about a nine, nine guys that, that meet pretty regularly. And that's actually like one of like, just to, I mean, I guess like air our dirty laundry out there. Like one of the things that we're like, that the adversity is, is we have like sit recently, actually about maybe a month or two ago, we were like, all right, let's take this brotherhood up a notch. And about five or six guys were like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's, I'm all in. Like, let's slit the wrist and sign in blood. Like, let's, let's do this <laughs> thing. Um, and a couple of guys were like, eh, I mean, I kind of liked that we were just like, we would hang out and every once in a while we would roll a little bit deep. Like yeah. that was, you know what I mean? And so, um, it, which is totally fine. And there's no, and that's kind of like where it comes from is like, that's totally cool. Like if you're not at that point, like then that's fine. Like we still want to be brothers and friends and that's cool. But like, we're here to roll deep. That's what this group's about. And so, um, if, if you're in, then let's, let's go all in. And, and this isn't something that's, that's worth it. If we're going to be half in and half out. Yep. Yep. So you, you guys get into, you know, this podcast, you guys feel calling that you're going to do it, you know, as you're sharing more, as you're interviewing more people, as you're just getting out there and you're getting feedback, what are you guys hearing from like your listeners? Like who's engaging? Is it just, you know, young men, middle-aged men, old men, you know, married women, you know, women of, of all aspects. I mean, like what, what, what's your walk and like, what are you guys encountering and, and what's your message that you're hoping to bring? Not just to, to men, but just to families. I mean, what, what's your, what's your heart's desire? So in regards to like the kind of like ages and all, we, we've seen like all over. So we have a closed Facebook group that we have that we're almost at to a hundred men now. Um, and that group is all men because we talk about, you know, questions about, you know, relationships and things like that. But we've seen ages anywhere ranging from, you know, 19 and 20, like thinking about marriage to members like my father-in-law in there, who's been married for probably 36, 37 years. And um, he's 63 or 64 years old. So it's a really um, broad span of men that are involved in it. But that's what we're shooting for is because it's men like my father-in-law that all men can look up to. You know, he's been faithful to that one woman and and Christ for 37 plus years. And he's just an amazing man. You know, quick story. It's it's funny. I was out with them at a... um, a concert of a close band of ours a couple weeks ago. And I think it was a Steve Winwood song that came once. It, it was called Back in the High Life again. Mm-hmm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have heard about it. Yep, well, yep. M- my father-in-law has this group of friends that he's had as well for so many years. And one of the men in there is battling brain cancer. And he's, you know, he's kind of declining pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. And um, it's getting to the point where he, he can still function, but he can't do certain things anymore. He can't remember a lot. And they were still there. And that song came on and, you know, it's, I got goosebumps now thinking about it, but my father-in-law danced with his wife, you know, they're crying and all. Cause it was just one of those moments that that's what the brotherhood is about. You know what I mean? Like they, they know what Christ has in store for him, but at the end of the day, my father-in-law is still there to be that friend, you know? So, uh, that hits heavy on the heart. I'm not trying to get all like sobby and all, but that, that's basically, 
so when you so then get to get to the other part of the question like what we're trying to like image for this group is that example that i just gave you you know and, and taylor gave you about the you know the covenant group about them dancing at weddings like those are things that aren't superficial those are things that when you're taking that daughter's hand at that wedding or you're taking that best friend's wife's hand for that one of the could be the last concert those two attend together. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you fill that void of where she would be have been dancing with her husband uh, just six months ago. Um, that's that's not superficial. That is what true brotherhood looks like. You know, that's yeah, why that's we're really, doing this. That's a relationship. Discipleship it, is relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I, I you know, I, I I'm listening to this story as you break it down to like this cub group and just what you just shared you know to me it just i hear two words i hear finish well but then i hear this whole aspect of relationship and you know i think when you when you give guys a glimpse of that or or you see that you know that i I think it maybe it sparks that inner side of us is like we whether we want it or we don't or we believe in this lone wolf mcquade we really need each other in the aspect in that we sharpen each other and that I think when, you know, a band of two or three to put together, I mean, that is really hard to break. And just hearing this, it just it makes me think, you know, I was searching your your um, your blog and I was looking at a part where you guys talked about the creed and you guys were saying that you said that every day before and after the game. It, any aspects of that and not so much that you know that language there but does that like go into deeper realm with you guys and your brotherhood that you have or or what what does that play in everything yeah that's a that's a great question um and uh well first just in regards to like that relationship and everything like when you said that it was i mean it fires me up again every time i hear it because that's i mean that's what men want right like when we yep. watch movies about like like I just watched Lone Survivor the other day mm-hmm. and it's like you see those relationships and it's like yeah like that's like sign me up like I'll go into the military and put my life on the line if that's the kind of relationship that I'm going to get out of it you know right. I, I, I just I want to say too I think I think it's you know we we're, we're saying this from a from an environment of we have that and sure. I I think it's hard if you're listening out there and you've never had that level of brotherhood with other men you don't know what you're missing. I mean, you you really because yeah. once you get it, you're like, man, I never want to let this go. It's that's how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like even outside of this group, like that's. I mean, I have those relationships with guys. That's like, I mean, I talk to one of my best friends. I consider him a brother uh, every single week, and it's like there's it's literally even even down to the week level. Like there's like a void when I don't get to talk to him, and he like he's he's pushed me way beyond what I ever could, you know, whatever be and, and vice versa. And, um, so yeah, a hundred percent. So to get back to your answer or to your question with the creed, um, so we, I mean, in regards to the creed and like what we said with, um, on our team, that is some, I mean, I guess to give a little context to it, sorry for the whatever, but, um, to give a little context to it. So on my soccer team, we, our coach implemented a creed that we would say before and after every game and practice. And every, so I said it every single day for four years. I probably shouldn't say that before I try to say it, but, um, and I guess I won't, but, um, so the creed was, the creed was awesome. And there's, there's things. And that was, that became like our ethos. It became like who we were. Um, it became, I mean, we used to always say like, we bleed the creed, like this is who we are as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, so it carried that, part of my college soccer career which is just a minimal thing in life 
carries with me through life. Like, I mean, I, there's things inside of it that I think through, like, for example, our situation with our group and like, no, we don't live in fragile states of emotion where we create crises where none should exist. Like mm-hmm. that's not something that we do. Um, or like we choose to be positive. That's where, you know what I mean? Like that's who I am. I don't whine. I work hard. Like, um, and so to, so with that, I mean, there's also the fact that I went through that with my brothers on my team and I went through adversity with them, even just minimal stuff like sports. Like I went through, like it got implemented stronger together and we became knit closer together. And that's why it's, it's part of who I am now today. It's not just because it's something that we said every day, but it's because it went alongside of um, blood, sweat and tears that was put in with those guys for four years. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it sounds like too, I mean, even if it started off as just something you were saying, it became, the creed became something you were striving for and slowly but surely it became a part of your life and you started living Mm -hmm. up to those standards. I mean, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. There was actually a time I, I mentioned it in the blog that there was actually a time that our coach took the creed away from us for a couple of weeks because we like weren't living it out. Mm-hmm. Like we were just, like little things like we were whining or, you know, whatever it was. Um, and we, he literally like, t- he was like, no, you guys don't get to say that. Like, this isn't, mm. you know, this is who you are. And if you're not going to live like that, you don't, it's not just something we do for fun. Wow. And, uh, that was like, it like ripped our hearts out. We were like, so then, I mean, we fought, we, we fought as hard as we could to get it back. And, uh, so yeah, so 100. percent It was who we were. It was part of our being. So I get the sense that you guys are, you know, Taylor and Brandon. You guys are like the same age, or like how, how close are you guys in age? Yeah, I'm 28. Brandon's 27. So you know, Brandon, and you're talking like when you met Taylor. You know, he's kind of a disciple to you, somebody that you look up to. As you guys are sharpening each other and you're mentoring one another, is it just a one-way street? I mean, is Taylor just downloading on you or Taylor, you know, are you are you getting more back from Brandon and, and likewise? Is this a two-way street of discipleship or is it just, you know, sit down, you know, open the text, read it, and then you're just going to input and walk away and that's it? I mean, yeah, I mean that's I, it. That's all it is. I'm just that's all it. Now. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's, like it couldn't be further from the truth, 100. percent And so, um, that's, um, and that's part of what's like at, every time like he starts to say that, I'm like, I want to like rip the mite out of his hand and be like, that's just. I mean, come on, like that's not even what it is, man. Um, and that's one of the cool things about Brandon, like just to like I guess give it back the other way, like he's honestly the most intentional person I've ever met in my entire life. And how like hard he strived, he has like strived to live like Jesus since his hat, since like he, you know, came to know Jesus three years ago is literally like the most inspiring thing to my walk that uh, I probably had in my entire Christian walk. And so he, uh, he's sharpening more than you, you've ever been sharpened over like a several stint of years. You're saying is that his, his growth, where he's walking, how serious he's taken. He's actually just encouraging you even yeah. more to go. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So it is, it's a two way street. I love it. Absolutely. So I also look to uh, Taylor a lot for a, a lot of guidance. Now, I'm learning my Bible every day, and he's read it a lot, so he can quote things, and I'm still learning memorization and things like that. So when he busts out, you know, some sort of verse to me, I'm just, you know, to me, I'm just like, and not to sound like weird, but I'm in awe. You know what I mean? Because I struggle with that. So he says that stuff, and that fires me up to, you know, continue to push myself to do that. So, so what, what do you guys feel like? It, what is God telling you? Kind of, hey, this thing's going 
in the future? Do you have a clear picture of like, here's, here's what we'd love to do. Um, or, or is it kind of just like you're, it's slowly developing over time. And do you know about that? I mean, where do you guys see this thing going? So we have, uh, Taylor and I have talked a lot about that. Um, I don't want to say we have a, a completely clear, um, future on what we want to do, but we do, um, see things that maybe, you know, some sort of materialization or doing something with this and just trying to how, you know, put together on, on paper, how we could, you know, reach further, you know, to more men. Um, cause we always say in our podcast episodes, everything we do, um, re- whether it's, you know, asking for a like or asking for a, a sh- you know, a rating and review, like everything ultimately comes down to spreading the gospel, um, and looking more like Jesus to get that to more men like that. That's the end goal that we're trying to accomplish. And like I said, we're just two small Carroll County, Maryland dudes just trying to spread the gospel. Like that's, that's what our goal is. So we haven't really talked like super in depth about what our mission is. I know we're getting ready to release, I think episode or 13 or 14 of our podcast. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a, um, incredible increase, um, just a feedback, positive feedback and listeners and followers and it's really starting to take off and we're the feedback we're getting, you know, like I said, is positive. People, you know, really enjoy who we're getting onto our show and, and really listening to what they have to say. Cause we're, what we're doing is, is we're not only getting, um, you know, interviews for our listeners, but we're also getting it for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like Taylor and I are learning our walk every single day, just like every other man is. So what, what we do, as long as we look in the mirror every single day and realize that and remember that and remind ourselves of that because we talk every day, that's what keeps us humbled in doing this and maintaining, you know, positive Christian, you know, God attitude and looking like Jesus every day. Yeah. And, you know, we, we say something and a lot of guys will say this, but I think, you know, the, the concept there is, it, you know, we say we, if you get the man, you get the family. If you get the family, you get the church. If you get the church, you get the community. If you get the community, you can get the world. Um, yep. and, it, and it literally starts with, with one guy or two guys or a handful of guys saying, Hey, let's get, let's hold each other accountable. Let's get together. Let's get in the word. Let's hold ourselves to a higher standard. Um, and I just think, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Uh, I just want to tell all the listeners, they, they can come check you guys out at brothersmerit.com. And then you guys are out on iTunes, Spotify, all the other, uh, podcasting channels as well. So they can come and subscribe to your guys' podcast. Uh, over there as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everywhere you can get your podcast needs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Good I would plug. just, uh, I just want to say on, on behalf of uh, of Dante and myself, it was, it was just we want to encourage you guys, and I mean, it's awesome to just hear the fire and the passion. And and there's sometimes, I mean, Dante and I are a bunch of old men now. And we get critical on the younger generation sometimes, and we're like, "Man, those young kids, what are they doing?" You know, but yeah, we're curmudgeons now. <laughs> yeah, we're, the, we're the old guys, yeah. But no, just to hear you guys and to hear the passion, and the, and, and you guys are just—we're all, you know, doing the same thing for Christ. We all want the same thing. We're all, you know, we're we're going about it in 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 our own unique way. But I mean, we're just all on the same sheet of music to glorify God, advance His kingdom, to mm-hmm. become more Christ-like as men. Uh, I think that is amazing, and I just we just want to encourage you guys and just tell all of our listeners, uh, go check these guys out. Check out what they're doing and check out their podcast and go subscribe um, because they're they're on fire right now, and they're doing amazing things. Um, so with that, we just want to say uh, to both you guys, to, to Brandon Taylor, just thanks so much 
uh, for you guys for coming on the show. Um, and, and we're going to love, we're going to have to have you guys back in the future too, and just see how yeah. God is using and, and, uh, advancing you guys. Cause I think you guys are doing some great things for his kingdom. So big uh, encouragement, big encouragement. Yeah. So we okay. appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Um, and as always, I'll tell all of our listeners, go check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Please go ahead and subscribe. Leave your comments. Uh, check out our closed Facebook group as well. We'd love to hear what you guys want to hear and uh, you know what podcasts you want to talk about in the future. And like we mentioned, go check out Brandon the Taylor at brothersandmerit.com and iTunes, Spotify, or brothersandmerit.com. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next time. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legacy Dads Podcast with Lance and Dante, real men, authentic faith. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit LegacyDads.org and on Facebook.com slash Legacy Dads and on Twitter at Legacy underscore Dad. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Legacy Dads Podcast, real men, authentic faith.